Hi guys, this is the Sturdy Girl Company Podcast and I'm your host Pam Merkerson and this is episode number 56, guys, number 56. Right before hopping on, I went on to Facebook and I launched the website that my daughter Kiana, she's number two, she's been working on so hard and it's up and running. We haven't officially launched the site yet but I wanted to put it out there, especially for Leah Lawson. Leah Lawson, thank you. You're one of the inspirations for getting the site out there because she was always asking, when can I buy something? When can I buy something? And so Leah Lawson, you can buy something today. And I'm so happy about it. We tried to keep prices really low because it's not about making a profit. It's just about getting the merchandise out to you guys. So Thank you for the interest. It's out there for you. And hey, go shop. There's cute stuff and more designs are on the way. Kiana loves to design and she will throw them up as she makes new stuff. So keep checking it out because there'll be new stuff all the time. This episode is called Live Big, Sturdy Girls in History, Betty Loman Carey. We went to my husband and I. We had to get out of the house. So it was a nice sunny day. We went to have just a day trip, take a drive, and we drove down to Anacortes, Washington. Beautiful. If you've never been to Anacortes, take a trip there, especially on a sunny day. It's just so beautiful. So many uh, beaches, uh, mountains go there. But we happened upon a museum. And we were walking through the museum, and there was a plaque on the wall, not very big. And there was a sturdy girl, a picture of a sturdy girl on this plaque. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let me read this. And it was the story of Betty Loman Carey. And I took a picture of the plaque. And I'm just going to read straight from the, what the plaque said. You, you've got to know about Betty Loman Carey. She was born in 1914. And this is, let me read it to you says she rode a canoe solo for 1,300 miles, swam the Guimas Channel in 20 minutes, survived a shipwreck, and became the first woman to crew on a halibut schooner, not as a cook. Betty Loman was a powerhouse who would drown myself before I'd let anybody say, I told you a girl couldn't do it. Born in Anacortes, Betty was the oldest child and Betty was the oldest child. I can't see because I took a picture. It was, and it's funky. Anyway, she says she swam across Guimas Channel at age 14 and later swam 10 miles to Cyprus. She flew down hills, standing on her bicycle, swan dived from yard arms and hoped to enter the Olympics as a discus thrower. As high school valedictorian, she talked about women in athletics despite disapproving townsfolk who thought my topic was most unusual. Her father, Ray Loman, gave her a dugout canoe when she turned 18, and she named it Bijaboji after her brothers, Bill, Jack, Bob, and Jim. And she decided to row to Alaska, but Ray insisted on college first. In 1937, 
four days after graduating, she was 22, with a journalism degree from the University of Washington, go dogs, Loman Road North, without telling Ray, her dad. He was in Alaska, and upon hearing the news, he called on the Coast Guard to stop her. Too late, Betty was off on a 66-day adventure, at one point losing everything but the dugout and her sleeping bag. She fashioned a paddle from bark and finished the journey at Ketchikan and returned home to wild the claim. After her return, she worked on a reef bedder and became the first woman admitted to the Fishermen's Union of the Pacific. She broke another barrier in 1939 by signing on with a halibut schooner fishing the Gulf of Alaska. She worked like a Trojan and wanted to do everything, reported the skipper, who awarded her a man's share of the catch. In 1940, she was shipwrecked <laughs> off Nova Scotia when the schooner she was crewing on hit a rock. She spent three days on an uninhabited island before being rescued by lobster fishermen. Then she hiked 143 miles to Halifax. Too proud to contact her family for money, she found work. When an evening swim took her past destroyers in the military zone, Betty was accused of being a spy. She got kicked out of Canada, and she eventually made train fare back home and met her husband-to-be, Neil Carey, along the way. After their two sons were grown, Betty and Neil moved to an isolated cove in the Queen Charlotte's and lived a new adventure there for 20 years. That is Betty Loman Carey out of Little Anacortes, Washington. That is one amazing human being. Huzzah to Betty for sure. So what's my practical takeaway from hearing Betty's story? For me, and I want to translate it to you, is that we all have a story. You're in the story of your life right now. Do you like it? Do you love it? Does it have its ebbs and flows, its ups and downs, its remarkables and its forgettables? Is what you're telling yourself as the narrator truth? Is it distorted? Are you able to look back at the hard stuff and change the narrative to see that you were in fact never alone and God has been there the whole time? For all of us, our lives are figuratively being written and reviewed by those currently around us and to those of future generations. Are you living big? Now, I'm not saying you need to row a boat to Alaska or be the valedictorian of your year or break any records, but in your ordinary everyday life, are you living big? What's your superpower? I think mine is joy. Do I know what exactly that means? Not really. Am I always perky and energetic? Not really. But it's my core. It's my default healthy mode. Am I living out my bigness? We all have something big put inside of us at birth. The gift to create something. Stop telling yourself, oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I'm not good with money. I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. Even if you really truly feel that way, why keep the mantra of 
I'm not. Do I have a formula for living big? Nope. But I think there's a place that we can start. Discover who you are at the core. We've been calling it true identity or best self. What's at your base? You don't know? Ask God, listen. You can't hear anything, which that's what most of us say. Just want you to know you're not alone in that. Then look around. What are you drawn to? What catches your attention? What are you hearing? What qualities does your family or community say about you? That's why I say my superpower is joy because it's one of the primary words I kept hearing my community say about me. And it lines up with the perfect love of God, so I just owned it. Another beginning step could be to stop with the I'm not mantra and flip it to the I am's. Now, they're not magic chants and poof, but, and you may not even believe it yourself right away. I think when you stop telling your brain the I'm nots, your focus will look for something else. Give it something like the I am's to start to focus on. And soon your heart will catch up to that. Once your heart engages, look out world. I truly mean that. And I'm practicing this myself. I'm 52 years old and discovering so much about who I am, the unshakable parts of me, weeding out what I've been telling myself for too many years. And I'm with you in this practice. Let's discover our best self and live from there, rest from there, abide from there. You don't have to live anybody else's life. You're designed to live your own. Create in the way you've been designed to create. Respond to life the way he made you to respond. Start there. Live big.